If you love Jesus, come on, put your hands together for God. Yeah. 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 All right, today I'm going to teach you, today I'm going to teach you a theological concept that is the second most important theological concept every believer needs to know. Everyone, if you don't know this one, you will get mad at God at some point in your life and you will leave church and leave God, which is why you must teach the whole counsel of God so that when life's difficulties show up, you're grounded in the word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, this one's big today. And so we're in a series, if you're just joining us and you caught us in a series, where we're looking at how people dilute Jesus. In other words, we, we look to something else apart from Jesus or we, or we try to get stuff out of Jesus that he never meant us to get. And so today we're going to do, deal with diluting hope, diluting hope. I'm going to look at your horoscope. Those of you who are uh, uh, Gemini and uh, uh, Capricorn and uh, all of them, uh, I'm coming at you today. So put your seatbelt on. Here we go. Will you, if you don't mind, will you stand? We're going to look at the book of Isaiah, and we're going to look at two chapters, chapter 47 and chapter 65 of the book of Isaiah. Let me give you a little context. In the book of Isaiah, um, Babylon is in charge. They are the superpower, very much like America is the superpower, but they are attributing their power to something else apart from God. And God does not like when anybody rivals him. And so therefore, he's going to check them as he will check us if we ever give credit to other things and not to God. Let's see what the word has to say. Uh, Isaiah chapter 47. Let's look at about verse 12 through 14. And let's see what he has to say. Look at your neighbor, as we always do, and say, neighbor, please read with me. Touch the other one on the shoulder and say, please read with me. You got it. Come on, Garland. Come on, Prosper. Here we go. Everybody read with me now. Here we go. Stand fast now in your spells and in your many sorrows with which you have from your... You see how long you're doing it? You've been doing it for a long time. That's why you have a fortune cookie in your chairs. It's not so you can eat it. <laughs> it is to highlight that we all go to our fortunes and I'm okay, what, what, what the, what's the Lord? And then you throw God in there. What's the Lord going to tell me today? Here we go. Perhaps, everybody, perhaps you will be able to profit. Perhaps you may. Huh. Next verse. Here we go. You are. Let now the astrologers, those who prophesy by the stars, those who predict by the new moons, stand up and save you from what? In other words, since that's who you give credit, then let it save you now. Since you love to go to your palm readers, let them save you now. Since you want to give them credit for where you are, since you want to give them credit for the next breath you take, let them save you when you're in the hospital. 
Here we go. Last verse. Last verse. Here we go. Here's what it says. Verse 14. Whenever you see the word behold, he's getting ready to drop something on you. Whenever you see the word behold, so, that's, what you, that's the response you should have. What's he about to say? That's your response. Here we go. They, ha they have. They cannot deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There will be no coal to warm by nor a fire. In other words, you're going to be, you're going to be hot and want to be warm and you can't be. You're going to be cold and you're going to be cold and want to be warm and nothing will help you because the thing you trust has burnt up like everything else. So take your little Ouija board. Take your astrologers that you go to since you're giving them credit. Take your occults, all the things that you run to and you say, will you help me? Will you show me the future? He says, take them all because they're going to burn when you need them the most. Don't disrespect God is what he's suggesting because he's the one that allowed you to rise to prominence. America, don't forget God because he's the one that allowed you the privileges that you have. Don't forget God, America, because when you do it, you do it to your own demise. Don't take him out of schools, America. Because when you do, you do it to your own demise. Be careful, America, with your military might. Be careful because it is God that's the ultimate protector, not your weapons. My God, my God, my God. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. There are many... There are many things that we go to when we, want to when we want to find direction for our future, when we want to know the destiny that we, we're heading toward, when we want to know what the future holds. Uh, there are many things that we go. What God wants us to do is come to us, come to him. But what we do instead is we find all these other things because God doesn't respond fast enough. So you want to know, what, what, God, what's, what's going to happen tomorrow? So you go get some Chinese food and you break open the fortune cookie and you say, speak, Lord, your servant heareth. When times get really hard, you go down the street and you go, to, you go to some palm reader asking them to help you figure out what in the world is going on. Some of you go to witchcraft, depending on which country you come from, you go to witchcraft. I won't call no country. I'm not doing that today. I'm going to leave them alone. I ain't calling no country. I'm going to leave that alone. You, you go and, and, you, and you pull out stuff that you used to have back in the day in your own country. And you bring them over here talking about, okay. Or you get some cards out. And you want to see what the cards have to say. Ladies and gentlemen, this is so significant. I'm going to show you how much money we spend in America trying to discern our futures. $12 billion is spent on astrology every year. In about 10 years, it's going to go up to about $30 billion, trying to figure out the future. And as if it, as if, as if, 
As if that's not enough, we have brought it into the church because we want to help God out. And trying to figure out, God, since you won't speak, I got to help myself. And so, ladies and gentlemen, 71% of people believe in luck. That is the exact right, appropriate response. <laughs> that's the response right there. You got the sovereign God and you believe in luck. Talking about that, man, it's just bad luck. It's just, I mean, some people just got bad luck. Sorry. Some people believe in fate. Some in happenstance. Well, it just happens. You have good luck and you got bad luck. And if you're not careful, many, many people go into chance. Let me see. Maybe this time I'll have the right chance. That's why many of you roll on up 75 to go, to go into Oklahoma to go, to go. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Because God's blessing is not coming quick enough. So then I'm going to make his blessing show up. And I'm going to go up the street to chalk talk. Ah. And I'm going to have luck come my way. Ladies and gentlemen, how can you be a believer in Yahweh God and yet still you also believe in luck? Ah. The problem is some of us got so sophisticated, we don't even believe in luck no more. We just believe in superstition. So something good happened and you want to knock on wood. Because you want to make sure it keeps happening. No, don't change nothing. It's good. It's good. Don't change nothing. Some of you see a black cat driving for walk in front of you and be like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Somebody finna die. Some of, you, some of you see the number 666 and be like, oh God, it's the end. This is the end. It is all over. <laughs> That's all it is. It's going to roll around to 667 in a minute. <laughs> my God, my God. For some of you, what you see is you see a rabbit's foot. And you put it in your car because you want good luck. Now, you want good luck, but it meant bad luck for that rabbit. For some of you, whenever Friday the 13th show up, you take a day off because you don't want nothing bad happen to you. So you're taking a whole day off. You orient your whole life around it. Making sure that you're going to position yourself because you don't have a God that watches over you. So you got to watch over yourself. And without knowing it, the whole culture has slipped into the church. And now we're pretending as if there is no God. Because all our superstitious activities have now become so normal, this is what we do. Many of you have taught your kids. Your kid's getting ready to play a game. They're playing baseball maybe or something, and they're playing a game, and you'll be crossing your fingers. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, this is how it happens. This is how... There is power in the crossing of the fingers. <laughs> what is wrong with you? As if there is no God. And we're looking over and over for something, some other power apart from Yahweh, to see if that power can come to my aid. 
Ladies and gentlemen, be very careful when you do that. Be very, very careful because of what 1 Corinthians has to say. 1 Corinthians says, be careful. Watch it now. Watch it. Don't you ever forget this verse. Chapter 10, 21 and 22. Here's what it says. You cannot drink, from, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. You see, when you're going to the occult, you're inviting demons into your own house. You don't even know it. You just thought, oh, it's just good luck. I'll just have it because I just want favor. You don't get favor from the occult. You get that from God. But be careful because what you're doing is you're letting in demons into your own house. And now your kids are under the influence of some demon because you let them in. And you thought you were just helping God because of your impatience. You don't want to wait on the God of all gods. You see, we have to be careful because of what this means. Some of you still terrified of bringing an umbrella inside open. Somebody coming in your house with an umbrella. No, 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 no. Acting just like the world, as if there is no God. Let me remind you, if you did not know, nothing can come to you unless it first gets approval from God. This is so important, ladies and gentlemen, that um, if you did not know, that the Bible had to talk about it. Isaiah chapter 65, around about verse 11, here's what he had to say to Babylon. That was the superpower of the day. God says, I chose you so that you could discipline my people, but you thought you, are, you ascended to power based on your astrologers, but I am the one that allowed you to ascend to power. Watch what he says, verse number 11 of chapter 65. Uh, but you who forsake the Lord, who forgot my holy mountain, who set a table, here we go, for fortune, that's the God called Gad, and who fill cups with mixed wine for destiny, that's the God called many. In other words, they are wanting to know their fortune for the future and what their destiny holds. So they go to the destiny God and they go to the fortune God and have forsook the holy mountain where God wants you to go. Let me put it in your terms, in, in layman's terms. You have gone to your, to your palm readers, you've gone to your tarot cards instead of going to your closet where you and God dwell. The challenge with that is God doesn't like people who get glory that's really he deserves. So what you've just done without knowing it is you've put yourself in a painful situation. Because he's a jealous God. So when you, when you ascribe worth to somebody else that's due to him, you've just made now God be against you because he has to show you where the real power comes from. In light of that, ladies and gentlemen, there are three things that the, that the astrologers and the horoscope won't tell you. Write these down in your notes. Number one is, they won't tell you that when you, when you go to them, you diminish the glory of God. In other words, because what's supposed to be ascribed to him, you're now giving to somebody else. 
when you read your little fortune cookie and it says, you will meet somebody important today. Duh. When you go to your horoscope and you read it today and it says, today will be a sunny day. What you're saying is you're giving credit to somebody else or something else. And you diminish the glory of God. Number two, it says, not only that, but it now diverts or trust away from God. So now you're leaning your trust. The whole New Testament is built. Jesus working with his disciples, trying to build their faith. And he gives them experience after experience so that they can trust him. Because he's going to go. And when he goes, they got to trust him. Same with you and me. But instead of trusting him, what do we do? We go to all these other options in the occult. Thinking we're going to get answers from them. That will satisfy us for life. And because we do, we end up trusting in other things. Listen to me now. This is why people have church hurt and don't love God no more. Because when something show up in your life and you now, when it disappoints you, you don't ascribe the problem to it. You ascribe it to God. And so all of a sudden you're blaming God when you yourself went to the occult trying to find answers. And now you're mad at God when you should be, when you should be tearing up your cards. Now you're mad at God when every time they give you a fortune cookie, you throw it away from but not you. You're like, trying to open it to see what it says. As if it has some divine answer for you. And then lastly, but most importantly, the third thing that happens is that they deliver our souls into bondage. Now we're into bondage because we're hanging with demons and we don't even know it. You're not possessed by him if you're a believer, but you've been influenced. Because you let them in. Be careful, be careful, be careful what you run to instead of running to God. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is so very important because now it brings up the second most important theological concept that every believer must know. And if you don't know this one, it will cause you to question your God. The first one that you should know, which some of you know, is just the gospel of Jesus Christ. That you're saved by faith alone in Christ alone for the remission of your sins. Uh, some people know that. Some people don't know the full meaning of the gospel. But that's not our subject today. The second most important one is called the sovereignty of God. If you don't know the sovereignty of God, ladies and gentlemen, it is the reason why you believe in luck, chance, and happenstance. It's because somebody did not teach you the rudimentary stuff that you need when you're going to deal with the tough stuff in life. It's the reason why I've gone back to school, y'all. I've gone back to the fourth grade to learn math. And so every day now I've got to go to fourth grade because my son's in fourth grade, so I've got to go learn the fourth grade math. And, and here's what you need to know. If you don't know that one plus one equals two, you're going to have a problem later in life. If you don't know that foundational principle, then when it comes to what is the perimeter you know, like, perimeter, per, 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 what? per what? Oh, no, if you, know, if you know one plus one equals two, then you know when you hear perimeter, then you got to add them sides. But if you didn't know one plus one equals two, then when you get to perimeter, you don't know what the heck you're doing. When they say area, you don't know what the heck you're doing. When they say algebra, A plus five equals eight. What is A? You be like, eh, what, 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 what? then don't even talk about calculus. 
because now you're going to have somebody speaking in another language. <laughs> Listen to me. If you don't know the rudimentary stuff, if you don't know the elementary stuff, then when the devil gives you a complex problem, you're not going to know how to deal with it. Which is why he wants you to deal with complex problems, because if you go to a church that don't teach you the sovereignty of God, then you're going to fit your fist to be mad at God. How stupid for you to put your fist up at God. That's because you don't know one plus one equals two. Which really means, God, your sovereignty is so important. What does sovereignty mean? Sovereignty means God is over all and God rules all. Anything that happens, you first have to go to God to get permission before it can happen. And he, either, he either makes it happen or allows it to happen, but his sovereignty is over everything. That's why Christian, mature Christians don't ever talk about luck. They laugh at you when you say luck because that means you don't know the God I serve. If you know the God I serve, then you wouldn't say luck because everything he's in full control. Okay, some of you are not, you're not feeling me. Pastor Matt, come up here, Pastor Matt. Some of you are not feeling me right now, so let me help you out and let me show you. In baseball, here's how it goes in baseball, everybody. In baseball, um, you've got the pitcher in this illustration who is the devil, and you need to know the pitcher don't do whatever the heck they want to do. The pitcher actually has to get its pitch from the catcher who really gets it from the coach on the sideline. So the pitcher has to give us a number, and he says, too, I don't know what he's doing over there, but, but the pitcher goes, say, this side or this side or straight down the middle, or I don't know what he's saying. But he said, but the pitcher has to, the, the catcher has to give the pitcher what kind of ball you need to throw. That's good news for the believer. Because that means when, when the devil says, I'm going to go after you, the devil has to first consult with Jesus. Hey, Jesus, I don't think they can handle this. And so God says, yeah, you can throw a fastball on that one. Because Here's what Jesus says. This is really good news. One, the devil has to get permission. And then two, God has confidence in you because he has given you what you need to handle the pitch that's coming from the devil. Lord have mercy. So when the devil winds up and throws it in, that's only because God has already okayed it, which means he already give you what you need to deal with the mess that the devil is going through. Ah, sometimes he know you're not ready. And so sometimes he says, no, this one's going to be a ball. This one's going to be a ball because he know you're not ready for it yet. Sometimes he takes the pitcher out because the pitcher, you acting too wild up in here. Get out of this one. I need, I need to spend some time with this one. Listen to me. You don't believe me? Let me throw some Bible at that. Uh, 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 the devil went to, went to God and said, hey, I need, I need, I need, a, I need, to, get, I need to get Peter. Uh, the Bible says this way. Uh, God says, hey, Peter, um, the devil wants to sift you. So he says, sift you. In other words, Jesus says, hey, 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 Peter, I know you love to talk, boy. You love to talk. You just love to run your little mouth. You, you, the dude come up with a knife, and you want to cut his ear off because ain't nothing going to happen to my jet. He said, hey, 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 I got this. It's okay. I got this. And then, and then, and he said, hey, man, um, I'm going to go, but the devil is going to sift you. Peter like a fool. I'm not me. I'm with you. I'm your road boy. I got you. I'm your road dog. When all of them leave you, I ain't leaving you couple hours later. 
Hey, did you know him? No, no, I ain't never seen the dude in my life. <laughs> Somebody else, he walk a little further. Somebody else come up. Oh, yeah, I remember you. Me? Oh, no, sir. I've I, I been over there in, uh, in Galilee. I've been in Galilee. Just lying. <laughs> then a little girl show up, and the girl said, uh-uh, I remember you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he spoke in an unknown tongue. <laughs> Cussing her out. But here's what God told him at the same time. The devil seeks to sift you, but I'm going to pray for you. Boy, that's good news. He says, he says, I'm going to allow him to come at you. I know you have what it takes to overcome him, but just in case, I'm going to pray you all the way through. Jesus. He loves you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what he says. He says, not only I'm going to pray for you, so when Peter falls and he fails, he goes out and he can see his heart. And he starts weeping because he's disappointed in Savior. Right after Jesus comes off the cross, he rises from the dead. Now it's time to build his church. You know who he goes to? He goes to Peter. And he says, hey, Peter, here is my bride. The most important thing to me, I want you to lead it. Are you kidding me? That means there's good news for those of you who's still cussing. If you're still cussing, there's good news for you. He still wants to use you. You still got to stop the cussing, but he still wants to use you. This is very important. So that means whether it's good or it's bad, devil has to get permission before he can throw the ball. And the next good news is your father says, I got you covered. That's why you, do, that's why you don't walk away from God. Because you know if something goes down and it's not good, just wait a little while. Because he's finna spin it around for your good. We're going to talk about what that means in a minute. But he's going to spin it around for your... All you got to do is wait. So don't get mad when God takes something from you that he really loaned to you. That you think is yours. But he loaned it to you. And all of a sudden you want to get mad. How could a good God... That's because you have not been schooled in theology. Because if you're schooled in theology, you'll say, all right, God. Because I know who you are. You got something going. It's just like Abe. Abe says, God, how are you going to take the son that you gave me? And he said, here's why. Here's what I know. God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do because I know you don't go back on your word. So here go your son, the one you gave me. Here go your son. Take him, work a miracle, and give me another one because I'm going to chill while I put him on this altar. What Christians do today is they say, what kind of God is this? No faith. What kind of God is this that he would ask me for the thing that he gave me? Not so with Abe. Because Abe knew God. Yeah. The, yeah. Quest, the question is, do you? Amen. Do you know your God? So that when a, when a fastball comes your way that you did not see coming, you can still praise God in the yeah. midst. Yeah. Will you help me thank Pastor Matt, everybody? Thanks, Pastor Matt. Here we go. Let's go. Come on. So now we need to talk about this thing called the sovereignty of God. So the sovereignty of God is God rules and oversees and knows all. He puts the boundaries there. God cares so much about the details, y'all, that he says, I know every hair on your head. How are you going to believe in luck 
when God says, every single hair on your head, those of you who have hair, I know it. Then he says, sparrow, every single sparrow, I know, and I know because I go to all their funerals, not one is gone that I don't know. Your God knows the, the infinite detail of every single situation. And you think he just, he just forgot you? You think, you think, oh, I never saw that coming. Oops, didn't know. Oops. You think that's the God you serve? That's why you don't believe in luck. That's why you don't believe in chance. That's why you don't believe in happenstance. Because you've got a God that's omniscient. There's nothing that can get by him that he does not know. In light of that, he says that there's, 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 a, there's a sister concept that's very important. That's called the sovereignty of God and the providential will of God. Sovereignty says the line has been set. It's been appointed when your death date is. He knows when your death date is. He knows it. Sovereign. Done deal. But he has to use human choice in the midst of his sovereign plan. So now he says, I'm going to give you choice in the midst of it to determine what I already know, which is when you're going to die. But if all you do every day is eat donuts. Then you think you're going to live to 90. But the real deal is you're going to live to two, three, four. If all you eat is donuts, then because of your own choices... Your death date is sooner than God had originally. Because he says, everybody should live to about 70. But every now and again, we're not going to. Because of his sovereign will. So here's what happens now. So his sovereign will says, his his providential plan says, I know what's going to happen. But I can take different routes to get there. So if you act a fool, like you want to hinder my plan. Well, I will go and take another route. To get to where I need to go. Because here's what's not changing. My sovereign will. We might get there one way or another or a third. But we're going to get there at the end of the day. You see as Americans we love, 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 love running stuff. So we got a wheel. And we think we're running and in control of everything. So this is us right here. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. And then every now and again, you get somebody else to help you, and you think you're doing something right here. You think you're changing something. Yeah, this is the way we need to go. And you're burning and expending all kind of energy. Ain't going a doggone place. Because when God says this is the way we're going, you can spin, you can turn, you can stand up, you can throw a temper tantrum. You can get people to help you. You can help. Everybody push to the right. Turn to the right. Yeah, all of us together. Every friend on social media. Turn to the right. Let me help you out. When God said we're going that way, not a doggone thing you can do, but go that way. My God, my God, my God, my God. Come here. Come here. Now, every now and again, Because of your stubbornness and my stubbornness, he will be going somewhere. Let's say we're going, let's push it this way. Let's say we're going downtown. We'll be going downtown, we're taking 75. But because you acted a fool, 75 got blocked. That's your foolishness caused 75 to be blocked. 
So then God said, that's all right, because men ways know a thing or two. God knows he can take Preston all the way down. God knows he can take the tollway all the way down. He don't need you. He can, in spite of your foolishness, he can still go west, young man, go west. From 75, then he can turn down Preston and he going to get downtown. Because here's what's for sure. We going downtown. Whether a part of you are coming or all of you coming. We going downtown. Now, when you have a God like that, that knows the future, has it unlocked, he's in charge of everything. And he is gracious enough to let you use your little choices to help participate in the process. Why would you want to look at anything else but your God to guide you? You would have to be unwise if you do so. So let me help you out now. Let me move this away and let me help you out. Let's go to a verse that you quote all the time as we conclude today. Let me go to a verse that you quote all the time and you get it wrong. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And... <laughs> We know God causes all things. I said all. Here we go. Come on. And we, that's not everybody, everybody together. And we, stop. He didn't say, and we see all things. He did not say, and we feel all things. He says, it's a principle of God. You know all things. No, there's some things we don't know. God, I don't know why I have to go through this. God, I don't know why this is so difficult. God, I don't know why this had to happen to me. That's cool. You, you, there's some things you don't know. But there is one thing you know. That there is a God. And that if you know him... He's got your back. And we know. One more time. And we know. You got it. That God, said his next phrase for me, causes. He causes. In other words, either he's going to make it happen or he's going to allow it to happen. But make no mistake. Everything that happens, he is in full control and full awareness of it. Which means just because you don't understand it, don't mean it don't make sense to him. Just because it don't feel right, does not mean that he's not up to something. Come on, it continues. And we know that God calls this, this is what said to me, all things. Not the good, the bad, and the ugly. Every last one of them, he causes it. What does he cause it to do? God causes all things to work together for good. Now notice what it does not say. It didn't say for your good. That's what some of y'all think it says. That is not what it says. It said the word your is not in the Bible. It says, for God works all things together for good. Now, the problem is, what is that good? Because the temptation is that you're going to want that good more than you want God. Some of you want the good that you want out of the situation more than you want God. The prize is God. 
The prize is God. In other words, the good that he's going to create, listen to me, please, is in the next verse. Go to it right now. Let's see. Next verse says this. Next verse says, for those who he foreknew, he also predestined. Why is he doing it all? To become conformed to the image of his son. What does God want out of you? He wants you to look just like Jesus. The good is not money. The good is not profit. The good is not more, 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 more. The good is you look like Jesus. So don't preach the verse if you're preaching it out of context. God works all things together so you look more like him. The reason he sent you a mate is so that your mate could tick you off enough so you look like Jesus. Look at your mate and say, I love you, baby. I love you, baby. Because you're making me look more like Jesus. Come here. Let me show you what he looks like. Quickly, quickly. I got to go. Quickly. Quickly, 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 quickly. You see, so, so what God does is God says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take, take a little flower. I'm going to take a little flower, and I'm going to put it in here. I'm going to put it in here. I'm going to take a little, this is your life right here. This is your life. And he says, I'm going to take a little flower and put it in your, this is your life. I'm going to put it in your life. Then you say, but God, 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 the flower don't taste good, God. You see, I know. But I'm working all things. The good, those that taste good, don't taste. I'm working all things. And then, after that, he brings some sugar in your life. And you'll be like, huh, give me some more of that, God. And you'll be like, yeah, God, yeah, God, yeah, God, yeah, God, yeah, God. <laughs> and you love some sugar. Then he said, well, I got to get some butter. But you're like, well, God, butter by itself I mean, I mean, give him some bread with it or something, but, but by itself, it just don't sound, it don't taste good. Then he says some vanilla flavor here, and, and no, I'm not going to taste that. And you said, that don't, something ain't right with that. And then he give you some, some baking powder, and he said, God, that don't, that don't, that's not good at all, God. That ain't taste, but, but I just need, you know I can't cook because that's way too much baking powder. Way too much. Ain't nobody cooking with that much <laughs> And then he said, I'm going to give you some milk. Yeah, the milk, good God. Give me some more of that milk, God. Praise the Lord. Give me some of that milk, God. And you love me. And what you, what you like, you want more of. But what you don't like, you say, God, can we stop with that now? Can we stop? But what you don't know is that God's working some now. So when he gets the egg, if you love to work out, you'll be like, yeah, give me that egg raw, God. Give me that egg raw because you just love that stuff right there. Yeah, God, give me some more. I'll tell you, if you don't work out a whole lot, you'll be like, you know what? You better cook that egg or boil that egg, but don't give me no raw egg. No, sir, I don't want none of that, God. But you get some egg, and you'll be like, God, what in the world are you doing? And it don't, it don't make no sense to you, and you can't fathom it, and you don't like it. So you'll be like, God, what in the world are you doing? And then God says, oh, j- j- just give me a little time. Give me a little time because I'm working something out in your faith. I know you don't see it yet. I know it don't look good yet. But I'm just working something out. I know you don't like it. And so sometimes he turned it up real high and then sometimes he turned it down. But sometimes when you're acting a fool, he got to turn it up high. And he's like, ooh, that hurts. Ooh, that hurts. 
Oh, I don't like that, God. Can you turn it down, God? And then you get your whole small group to pray for you. And he turned it down a little bit. And he turned it down a little bit. And he mixed in some now. And because he's trying to get to something that good, that looks like Jesus, and he's trying to get to his own purposes for your life so that your, your non-believers at work can see what God is doing. But if you scream and holler when he's doing this, it's because you don't know the sovereignty of your God. Ladies and gentlemen, stop, 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 stop. Ladies and gentlemen, he's just worried. Then when he's finished with this, then he takes this out and he says, now you need some heat. So he puts you in the oven. But then Lord have mercy when he come out with a brownie, when he come out with a loaf. Lord, Lord have mercy. And everybody around you start, start experiencing the aroma of what God has been doing. And when everybody around them start tasting them. <laughs> I promise you, my daddy's going to say, son, <laughs> it really don't take all that. I know it don't, dad. I know it don't. I know it don't. <clears throat> but when they taste your life, Come on. when they're around your presence, they ought to know That's it. the mm, mm good yes. That's it. of your life. <sighs> Joseph, <clears throat> 13 years, couldn't see any good. He went into the pit. His brothers threw him there. He got a promotion when he was there. Went to the highest level. And then all of a sudden, the boss's wife said he raped her. Yeah. Went all the way back down. That's good, then that's bad. Then he goes to jail. And in jail, he's been faithful in jail. Wherever he is, he's been faithful. He told some guys, hey, man, here's what's going to happen to you in the future. They go, and they said, we're going to remember you forever. They forgot him. Thirteen years of pain. He could have said, what kind of God is this? He could have said, why in the world would a good God do this? But God was just mixing something up. Because your purposes are not like God's. And God knew he had to save all of Israel from famine. That's because the point of the story is not you. The point of the story is the purposes of God. The problem with us is we love to put ourselves in the middle of the story. It's not your story. It's God's story. And you're not in the middle. You're on the periphery. So God gets to do whatever he chooses. Because you're there for his glory. So every time you put yourself in the center, you're inviting God to remind you that you need to be on the periphery. So don't get mad at God. Be grateful to God. That even though you have gone into the occult, he has been gracious enough to remind you that he is God all by himself. 
and there is no one like him which is why you should trust him. And then when you're going through the difficult time, remind yourself, the devil had to get permission for this. I know it's hard, but God has the confidence in me that I can pass this test. So God be with me as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But I will fear no evil because your presence, which is really all I want, your presence is with me. Can I get a witness one community in the church? If you want some pound cake, we're passing some out afterwards. <laughs> I'm joking, don't come up here. Ain't <clears throat> um, I'm gonna pray for us, but as I pray, I don't want you to leave yet. I want you to stay right where you are. Because this one theological concept will change you the rest of your yes. life. It really will. Your perspective will be different, <clears throat> and you will be able to handle storms when they show up. Heavenly Father, will you please be with this body of believers? Will you please be with every last one of us? Will you remind us of the theological truth that we know with 100% surety that you're working this thing out? <clears throat> wherever, wherever you find us this morning, God, remind every last one of us that you're working it out for good that is so that we look more like you will you help us all enjoy the ultimate prize which is you and not the stuff that you can give us lead us teach us afresh <clears throat> now will you release us into this world that they don't have no hope when pain shows up all they know how to do is scream holler and blame God but those who are in Christ, will you help us to shine the light of Jesus bright in a dark world so that when they taste and smell the aroma of the spirit of the living God around us, they will ask us, how do you cope with the situation that we now find ourselves in? And then it will be an invitation for us to tell them about the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us, God on our jobs help us in our parenting help us kids in their schooling in whatever area of life we are will you walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death and help us to fear nothing because you are with us teach us mature us conform us we pray this in Jesus' name and everybody said come on will you give God a, a massive round of applause for being such a great guy.